Hello, Melissa. Hello, Kyle. We are so excited to be bringing you a a podcast revisit of a topic. Exactly. A refresh of our episode number four. That was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Uh, Yeah. But we're excited to start to bring certification back to our listeners. And uh, this... For this episode, we are once again joined by our in-house certification experts. Um, Before we get into introducing Brian and Sonia, though, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Certified Club Manager or CCM designation. I mean, you'll hear us talk about CCMs often, especially throughout this episode, obviously. But, you know, we talk about this designation all the time. I mean, it's... Uh, Our certification program is the most respected in the hospitality industry, and the CCM designation is, you know, we always say it's considered the hallmark of professionalism in club management. Um, So it's it's a really vital piece to what we do as an organization, and, um, you know, most of our educational efforts are focused on on making sure that our members uh, can achieve that designation and also maintain their level of education throughout their careers. Um, CCM is a really valuable and widely respected mark of a manager's commitment to professional development and the club industry. It's recognized domestically and internationally, and we have CCMs all over the world, uh, including Canada and Europe and South Africa and China and where else? Australia, New Zealand, somewhere probably. Exactly. Every every continent but... Antarctica. Right. We have covered. We need a club on Antarctica so that we can put a CCM there. (laughs) Absolutely. But I I think it's really cool. Just a couple of fun facts about the CCM. So our, the CCM program actually dates back to 1965. A couple of years ago, we celebrated the 50th anniversary, but we're now Mm -hmm. 50. Uh, This designation is uh, 56 years old and ever evolving um, based on the competencies uh, for success in this profession and right now we have approximately 1,500 uh, CMA members that hold this designation. So that's about a, about 30% of our membership today holds this designation. Pretty impressive. Um, it is. And, you know, for the new folks coming into our industry, one of the biggest questions I get, um, you know, when I, I meet new members is how do I start the certification journey? What does that pathway look like for me, given my own experience? Um, and where I'm coming from. And, you know, th- so it begets so many questions. Yes. <laughs> and different iterations of the same question, though, right? Because everybody kind of comes into this journey from a different place. Um, and so the answer can vary a little bit from person to person as far as like what boxes you need to continue checking to make sure that you can achieve this designation. Um, and, and because there is some so much nuance involved in this, uh, we thought it would be great, again, as I said at the top of the episode, to bring on our certification experts to talk about certification, answer some of those questions, and give our listeners a little bit more in-depth understanding of what the certification journey uh, looks like for someone who is working on achieving their CCM and a little bit about what happens after you achieve your CCM and some of the other options that we have available. Uh, so we are really excited to welcome our colleagues, Sonia Rome and Brian Watkins to the podcast today. Sonia is the manager for certification and and education, and Brian is our director for certification and education. These are the folks that you can call or email uh, or find at an event (laughs) to help guide you through the certification process. Uh, Brian has been with us at CMAA since 2015, and Sonia joined us in 2021. And let me tell you, when I say they are truly the experts, they really, really are. Uh, They run a tight ship downstairs in in the professional development department, and uh, we look to them to answer all of our questions about certification. So we are really thrilled to have Brian and Sonia back with us. And now uh, let's talk about some certification. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast, Brian and Sonia. We are so thrilled to have you join us today. 
Um, it's always a pleasure to have some of our teammates with us. So, hi, welcome. Okay, hey, thank, thank you so much for having us, ladies. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Well, we are really, uh, it's been a minute since we've talked certification on the podcast. I think we did one of these. Episode four. Episode four. So it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute. So we really wanted to revisit this topic. Obviously, certification is a huge part of what we do as an association. And uh, as our two certification gurus, we felt that it would be really valuable to hear right from the experts. Um, so to get started, we really would like to start with the beginning. How do you get started with certification? Um, Brian, I'll kick this question to you. And Sonia, if you want to follow up, you can do that. Okay, great. Uh, well, I, I always tell our members, probably the first step is, well, excuse me, I tell anyone who's asking, the first step is to become a member. Because in this situation, we get phone calls and emails from individuals who could be members or they could be a non-member. And so the first step that I ask them, or first thing I, I, I say to them, is to become a member first. Um, once you become a member, the second step that I always suggest is to go to our website at cma.org and then you go to the uh, certification page and learn more about the certification program, which includes the eligibility requirements, um, which includes the BMIs and the credits and what have you needed in order to sit for the exam. So for me, when I'm asked that question, what's the best way to get started or where do I start my path forward to certification? I say, become a member first and whether you're a member or not, go to our website, pull up the certification page and check out the eligibility requirements. And then if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to Sonia or not myself. That's excellent. <laughs> Always important to be a member, you know, clearly you can't, you can't even, what's the point if you're not already in the club, this club, the CMA club, not like the club club, you know what I mean? Anyways. Yeah. And surprisingly, Kyle, that is a, that is one of the things that I think our members or anyone, excuse me, they fail to realize is that you do have to be a member in order to be certified. Yeah, for sure. Sonia, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? Yeah, the other thing is to um, make uh, first join a chapter mm -hmm. and then reach out to your state chapter because you need um, X amount of credits for your chapter meetings as well. So you want to check out, I mean, reach out to them to see how you can get active and get the credits as well with that. And they can also direct you other ways of getting credits, maybe direct you to our online um, credit options, the CMAA University. Um, yeah, so that's that's one thing I would recommend for them to do as well. Absolutely. I think that's a really great point, and I think you, you both kind of touched on this, but there are a lot of different ways folks can start to earn credits with CMAA, whether those are education credits, association activity credits, you know, we, we've got a lot of different options. And I think, Brian, you said it best, you know, go to our website and just start reading um, that certification page, because not only can you walk through those eligibility requirements, but you can start to understand all of the different ways that you you have to earn credits and that you can earn credits and Sonia you said it you know you got to earn chapter credits and, and getting involved at the chapter level is a really good start absolutely you know what when I when we talk to our members and they are they have questions about that how do I earn credits or what's the best way to earn credits yeah. excuse me we go through all of that with them mm -hmm. we detail with them every single option that they have in terms of how to earn credits whether that's conference or the bmis or uh, submitting your transcripts from your college or university that's a way to earn credits and and cma university seems to be one of the ways to earn credits that our members fail to look at or they they, they mm -hmm. don't they don't realize or recognize that that's a real option for them. And it does take a little bit of time to listen to a recording or watch a video or what have you, and then get the credit that way. But it's an easy way to earn credits and it comes with your membership. It's a, it's a part of your membership, CMA University. And so we, we get people connected to um, their login and their password if they're having trouble with that and then open that up for them so that they can start to earn some credits that way in a very easy, um, uh, uh, manageable way that's um, 
that really works with their schedule, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, I think uh, CMA University is great because it's kind of an on-demand education option uh, where you can supplement some of your education credits and things that you're trying to earn along the way. I mean, yeah, you're going to have to go to BMIs. You're going to have to go to a world conference. You know, that involves travel. That involves time away from the club. But spending, you know, a few hours a week doing some CMA University courses is a very easy, accessible way to earn some more credits, pad your stats a little bit, and it's at no real extra cost to you or your club. Um, you can do it on your own time and, and when it's most convenient for you. So I, I agree. I think that's an underutilized resource that we offer for sure. Yep. I know this this process can be really daunting when you're starting it. Um, what are some of the frequently asked questions that you get uh, that you want to make sure our listeners are aware of? Well, the you know what I always get most is how many credits I have, or how far do I have to go <laughs> to right. reach my goal to become certified. That's one of the questions I get on a daily throughout the day. Absolutely. And. Um, so of course we assist them with that, you know, we go, I mean, and they have the option to go online and find this information out themselves, but for whatever reasons, they have a hard time with breaking it down. So, yeah. or even maybe, maybe they just don't understand where they are or, you know, some of the credits that they need. Just want to, they just want to, you know, just reassure that they have what they need to um, follow the path to be certified. Yeah. And our members have gotten better. Um, they do have some challenges in terms of, um, following their own path and seeing where they are, but they do they do pretty good with uh, trying to manage that themselves and, and stay up on the the programs that they've completed and where they are with their credits. I say one of the things that I get asked the most is just about the exam and how difficult the exam may be. What does the exam entail? Um, what's the pass rate? Things of that nature. How to prepare for the exam. A lot of a lot of the questions that I'm getting uh, lately is in that direction. We have a number of members who are in that pipeline where they're, they're close to becoming certified. They need to take that exam. And so the, the questions are, are growing in terms of what the exam is like. And so I try to in detailing some of the things about the exam also. I guess comforting them a little bit in, in that they can do it. It may seem daunting when I start to spell out some of the details, but it is doable. And, and that's really the purpose for you going through the process so that you can take the exam and you know use that designation for whatever use that you find necessary for yourself. So a lot of questions about the exam is um is what I is what I tend to get most recently. That makes a lot of sense. I know Melissa is also a certified professional, not a CCM, but <laughs> a certified professional as an association executive. And I'm I'm in that process, uh, similar to our, our CCM candidates. Um, and the thought of taking an exam is very daunting. And I'm a total dork who likes school and likes tests and, and getting good grades and stuff. But just the thought of having to you know, keep all of that information in my head and and uh, do well in order to achieve that. It can be very scary, and you know, so I totally understand why folks would be reaching out and asking that question a lot, um, because that would also probably be me. Um, well, of course, we get. Of course, we have members from varying, very various backgrounds and mm -hmm. education levels and things of that nature, and and we also have a good um variety of me members who are you know different age levels and for some of our more seasoned members who haven't been in the classroom for you know however long the idea of preparing and, and taking an exam is 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 a bit much for them you know oh, yeah. it, it can be scary for them whereas some of our newer members our younger members they're all gung-ho about it they're ready to you know stand in front and and take the challenge and knock out that exam but you know it, it really can become something that if you're not a test taker or you feel like you're not great at taking exams or tests it is um it's challenging and, and it becomes a bit nerve-wracking for some and so it's really important for sonia and myself to just make our members feel comfortable 
with the idea of taking an exam, no matter what their background is or what their education level is or what have you. I mean, that's why we have it, because our goal is to make sure that our managers um, have something behind their name and they can use that to push them forward in whatever direction they want to go. So that's why we're, we're really there to make sure that we can provide them some comfort and some guidance for the entire process, including that exam. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, obviously, that's why we recommend folks participate in the certification review course, because that's probably like the most comforting way to go into that exam is having a week long review course where you're instead of trying to cram on your own, um, you're in a classroom with your peers who are going to take that test right alongside you. Um, you know, you have built in study groups <laughs> like right there. Um, and so obviously, you know, like that's that's a huge huge boon and i know that our members feel feel comforted when you when you guys talk them through this stuff you guys both do a really fantastic job of that um and i think that that speaks to why our certification programs are so successful um before we move on to the next question i also wanted to add that um i don't know if do you guys still get the question of like do i have to take bmis in order do people ask that yes. still yes yeah. yes we do yes Yes, as a matter of fact, I was talking to one of our um, coordinators at Michigan State, and we were kind of, you know, going through the numbers of the number of, um, um, of attendees that we had this past year, and we were looking at the programs, and it really looks like um, club management, which is BMI, used to be BMI one, the club management in Atlanta, that that those numbers are much higher and melissa you're a speaker in that program but you you could probably you've seen that that number every single session is 53 54 yep. per, per week right michigan state it tends to be more like 35 or a little less than 40. and as i was talking to my colleague about this we 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 think that it's still I got to take this before mm -hmm. I take this one, before I take this one. So everyone knows, and even our, you know, our seasoned people, they see club management as BMI one. And so if they have a mid-level manager, assist, uh, AGM or clubhouse manager or, or what have you, that they're going to send to a BMI, the one that they tend to send them to more often is club management. And so that's yeah. why, you know, the numbers are, I think, the way they are but yes we still get that people are still thinking that they have to take them in order and they do not they do not those programs do not build off of each other they all have their individual individualized programs um that's independent from each other and so it's really amazing that um that continues to be <laughs> the thing i think it was when i started about nine years ago where they took away the one, two, mm -hmm. and three, and they went to the titles. People still refer, <laughs> refer to them that way. We're all still and guilty of that too. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was just getting ready to say, I'm, I'm still guilty of it because I still refer to them as one, two, three, but I, you know, I try to do it. I do it now because I guess it's just easier and people know what I'm referring to. Right. Right. And, and so, um, I guess I, I really need to break out of that habit. But <laughs> when, I, when we're talking to the members, we say that they, they do not build off of each other. So you can take whichever one, even, you know, F&B, uh, food and beverage, golf, sports and recreation, the electives. You can take those before you take um, club management or leadership principles. Now, we don't really suggest that. I know I try to tell our members to take one of those other programs first, I guess one of our classic programs mm -hmm. first before you take one of the electives. But um, yeah, they, they, you're right. They, they, still, they still ask or still refer to them as one, two, and three, and, and they, they think that they have to take them in that order. Yeah, I think it's actually really important uh, to note that because you don't have to take them in order, and because if anybody who's been looking at taking a BMI has paid any attention to our registration process, you know that those classes fill up very quickly and far in advance of when those classes happen. I mean, I think you could go on to our website right now and you'd see 
most of our BMI courses that we have scheduled are full. Um, the bonus to not having to take them in a prescribed order is that if there's one that has space available and you know you need to take it, you can take that one. You don't have to, you know, take BMI club management or leadership principles first, right? You can you can just jump right in and get that one checked off your list. Um, so it's important to remember that that piece of information that you don't have to yeah. take these in order if you want to get this done in a timely fashion. Um, if you're trying to achieve your certification, you know, as quickly as you, you can based on our requirements, then, you know, take take it where you can get it for sure. Absolutely. Book early, book often, <laughs> plan ahead. All yeah. of those things. Plan, plan ahead. Ahead. Yeah. Make a spreadsheet. Yeah. Actually, or, or or a visual like our friend Lori Labard. Yes. Uh, last year we shared her uh, her elephant. Her visual. elephant. That's right. Uh, that's back in our show notes from uh, our best of 2022 episode from December. So go back and listen. She had a visual of how she was going to get through all the requirements, and she did that. It's it's amazing. So you know, find whatever works for you. But that's that's definitely a great way to do it. Absolutely. I know one of the questions that come that came up for us this week and in, in talking with members about certification um, as it as it came up in some of our conversations, um, you know, with the variety of credits that you need, there's not one category, right? Um, and so I think there's there's confusion. Can you just lay out those couple of categories uh, for folks for just some general just general guidance of what those are? Uh, so you want to you want to answer that since you're the credit guru? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, <laughs> she said no. <laughs> okay. So um, we'll start with CMI. CMI, which the, the acronym is Club Management Institute. CMI credits are any credits that you may earn through the national office. Anything that we most things. Excuse me. I shouldn't say anything, but most of our education offerings are CMI um, in, in that CMI category. So that means the BMIs, which are 30 credits a piece, those are 30 CMI credits. When you go to World Conference, you're gonna get CMI credits for attending World Conference. Some of our other offerings also would fall into the CMI category. Chapter education, which is the next category, really simply put, it's anything that you do at the chapter level. Now. There are some exceptions to that rule. For example, some of our chapters are offering virtual education, mm -hmm. and some of those virtual education offerings don't fall into the category of chapter education. They may fall, depending on how many credits they're offered, they may fall under CMI credits, or they may fall under association activity credits because they're virtual. So chapter education, simply put, though, is any credits that's earned at the chapter level. Now, association activity credits is the other um, category. And association activity really means that credits that you, uh, excuse me, things that you do as a member to help move the association forward. So um, that could be as a chapter leader, that could be as a national office leader, someone on the board or serving on one of our national committees. Um, it also means when you um, renew your dues, you get association activity credits for that. When you register for conference, depending on what type of uh, registration, what level registration, those are uh, association activity credits. Full registration, I believe, is 12. Association activity credits, education only is eight. And I think there's some other registration levels that I'm not uh, completely sure about, but those are also fall under the association activity credit level. And so then we also have just education credits. And those credits are things that are done outside of CMAA, outside of the chapter. So if you submit your transcript to us and or have your institution submit your college transcript to us, then we would put that under education credit. So depending on what major it is, it could be 150 or it could be 90, but those will fall under education listed as EDU credits. You also get those if you are, let's say a member of a, not a member, excuse me, um, you hold another designation with another organization, um, you could get 10 
education credits for holding a certification with another association. Um, but that's kind of a general breakdown. And like I said uh, a second ago, there are some except exceptions to those rules within those categories. And, you know, Sonya and myself and, and Jason and Milcar in the, in the education department, we know what some of those exceptions are. So we, you would have to have a discussion with us just to clarify in detail what those exceptions are. But um, those are the basic uh, credit categories that we have here at CMAA. And, and they can be a bit confusing. And that's why we like to ask our members to email us and then we can email them back and give it to them in black and white what those categories are. Sometimes you have a phone call with a member and you're relaying that information to them and they can either, you know, that maybe they're not jotting down the notes or they forget what you may have said. So was, uh, we like to have that and provide that in black and white for them via email so that they can have that as a reference. Absolutely. And and like uh, you guys said before, you can go to our website and you can read about what these different credits are, what they entail. And as Sonia mentioned, you can also check your credit history through your CMAA membership portal on our website as well. It can be a little confusing to read. So if you do need some clarification, please feel free to reach out to, to Sonia or Brian. But you can check this stuff yourself. And I, I highly recommend if, if you're in the process of, of attaining your CCM to maybe try to keep track of some of it yourself too. That way you have something to check against as well. Um, because, you know, we've got all sorts of stuff going on and, and we would hate for you to miss out on credits that you think you earned. <laughs> yeah, very similar to what Melissa was uh, talking about and Lori, and Lori saying that she created her own path. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what Lori did. Lori yep. created her path, but she also monitored where she was throughout the process. And, you know, Lori is a good friend of a CMAA and we were really proud of her. I know, especially Sonia, Lori and Sonia, have a really good relationship and it was really nice to see her finally uh, cross that threshold and come to conference and get her um, get acknowledgement for earning the designation last year it was really nice to see and, and that's one of the things that we also look forward to at, at conference every year is coming back to conference being being amongst everyone who earned a designation the prior year and really celebrating with them um, because it is a really hard-earned accomplishment in their profession. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, it's it. I think you're absolutely right, Brian. Being able to celebrate our CCMs each year at World Conference is is really special, um, and we like to give them the star treatment. Literally, we do a little wall of fame for all of our newest CCMs and Hall of Honor, Kyle. Hall of Honor. Of honor. Sorry, <laughs> same, same, but different. Um, but you know, even even down to the detail of the fact that you can take home your little hall of honor, uh, your nameplate that's up there on the wall um, to take home with you and, and maybe stick on your office door or hang in your office somewhere just to remind yourself that, you know, you accomplished something pretty incredible. Um, you know, while we're talking I had a couple, about- I had a couple who said, sorry, I was <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I had a couple of people who had their, um, what did we use this year, uh, Melissa? Was it a star? star? What was it? It was a star. We got stars this year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a couple of people, the very first day that it was posted, they wanted to take their star off of the <laughs> I day. Know. I was like, whoa. I was like, whoa, that's for all week. You know, you can take that at the end of the week. But we want to, you know, have that visual all week and, and celebrate you all week. You know, have people come by and say, oh, my goodness, I didn't know he or she passed the exam. Yeah. Let me go say congratulations. And and then, like you said, at the end of the week, feel free to take it off the wall and, and enjoy that in your office. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, while we're talking about celebrating new CCMs and acknowledging that the process to achieving that is incredibly difficult, you know, I think it's probably important for us to talk a little bit about stumbling blocks or challenges that folks may encounter along the way. Um, I want to ask you both this question, um, but you know, what do you see as the biggest hurdle basically to a attaining your CCM. Sonia, do you want to start? Okay. Well, I would say the big, um, what I see a lot is people not preparing well to sit for the exam and not being successful with passing and having to take it over and over again. 
And a lot of them, you know, they, they go to the BMIs and they feel that, oh, oh, I work in a club. It's going to be easy. I know this. I've been here such and such many, many years. So I got this and, and go to sit for the exam, not realizing that there's so much content that they missed and maybe should have done the review course because in, um, during the review course, it covers everything and some things that you may not have you know, that may have been missed in maybe one of the BMIs or what you don't do at your specific club that maybe someone else does. So I think that's one of the seven of that, um, that one of the biggest hurdles to get to the CCM is that. Yeah, fail to prepare is to prepare to fail. So definitely <laughs> do your studying and go to the review course. <laughs> and that, that review course, that, that tends to be right now the way that our members are, the route that they're taking in order to prepare for the exam, we have two two review courses, one virtual and one in person. And really it's your comfort level. You can take the virtual program. It's a week long, it's a actually four days. And then you would take the exam proctored at a college or university near you. And that comes with, it's, it's synchronous, asynchronous. It comes with recordings that you have access to um, throughout the time that you're preparing for the exam. Uh, but then the the, re, the uh, in person review course, which is at Georgia State in Atlanta, that seems to be the one that a lot of our members are leaning towards, mm -hmm. and that's a it's a six day excuse me it's a five day review five day review, and then on the sixth day, which is Saturday, they sit for the exam, and Sonia and myself will be there to proctor the exam, and um, like Sonia said, it's really even with the review course, you still need to have an introduction to the content prior to coming in during that week. Like Sonia said, um, we do have, unfortunately, we do have some who are not prepared. They don't, they don't take the time to prepare and they, uh, they don't take it. I don't want to say don't take it seriously, but they kind of take the exam for granted. And that's just like, like she said, I do this every day. Um, I've been doing this for however many years, and so club management is in my blood, it's in my veins, <laughs> and there's no way that I can walk, walk into this exam and not be successful, but, you know, sure as my name is Brian, people walk in there with that attitude and that viewpoint, and they are unsuccessful, and we try as much as we can to steer them in the, in the right direction to make sure that they come prepared and they have whatever tools they need to prepare, so it's... Um, you know, once we provide that to them, it's up to them to to use those resources. So. Yeah, absolutely. I would also throw in, pardon me for, you know, inserting my opinion into this as not a certifications professional, but I would also add that one of the hurdles that folks might face in the process of achieving certification is cost. Um, you know, we have, you know, the BMI courses are, like I said, they're week-long courses. It requires, you have to reg pay for registration fee and you have to spend a week away from your club. And if, if you're at a smaller club um, where your absence will be very impactful um, or you don't have the, the, the budget to, to cover that, um, you know, getting, getting all of those sort of prerequisites accomplished can be very challenging. Um, and I'm sure, you know, there, people talk about that a lot. It, it's difficult. Um, but I would, I would, you know, add that the Club Foundation offers scholarships that can help defer, defer some of that cost um, to achieving your, your certification, whether that's the Kendall Scholarship, which is kind of the, the big premier scholarship that covers I, well, all the, the tuition for all of your required BMIs. Um, to sit and, and the review and the review, and course, the review course and, and the exam and, and the, the exam. exam, which is huge. I mean, that is incredible. And if you can apply for and be awarded that Kendall scholarship, I mean, you're set in terms of that financial um, commitment toward earning your CCM. So I would say if if you're somebody who's in the process of of getting your CCM or at least considering it, you know, maybe you've got some stuff accomplished so far and you're really thinking, oh, maybe I want to sit for that exam in a year or two or a couple of years. Um, but, but my club doesn't maybe have the budget to help me and I, I can't pay for it out of pocket. Um, really look into some of those scholarships that the club foundation offers. The Kendall is the big one. Um, but 
there are several other funding opportunities that you can look at uh, that can that can kick some dollars your way and, and help you on that pathway. Um, so I would definitely encourage our listeners to do that if that's something that they're they're interested in. Um, as well as as well as chapters as well. Yes. Some of our chapters also offer scholarships to help offset the cost of attending BMIs or attending a world conference. Yeah. Which, which both, you know, of course, the BMIs are required, but also world conference is yep. required as well to offset the, the cost of those things. Because you're right, it can be a bit cost prohibitive, especially for our members who are coming from smaller clubs, don't have the budget. And it, and it is a, it, it would be a, a big financial commitment for mm-hmm. someone to try to do that on their own. Absolutely. Not to say it can't be done, but it is a, a huge financial commitment for someone to take on that on their own. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and major props to, you know, our members at clubs that are super supportive of their CMA participation and, and can help pay their way. You know, certainly that's incredible, but, you know, that's not the case for everyone. Um, and we do offer opportunities for, for anyone in that position. So definitely check out the club foundation and your local chapter to see what scholarship opportunities are available to you. And, uh, you know, look into applying for those because free money is left on the table. That's on you. <laughs> Correct. You don't want to miss out on that opportunity. You know, um, it, my mom always told me if somebody's going to give you some money, huh, take it and don't look back. <laughs> don't you look know? a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> Good advice. Get that money. Somebody's going to give you some Good free advice. money, get you education. You take that money, take that money and use it. Use it appro- accordingly. So. Your mom is a, was a wise woman, Brian. <laughs> I guess. She's a wise woman, I guess. <laughs> All right. Um, Melissa, did you have anything else you wanted to throw in here? A real, really only just to, to just throw in, a, we know that we talked about the, the CCM today being the hallmark designa- designation for the association. And we know that um, CMA offers several other certifications. So I encourage you to reach out to Brian and Sonia if you have other questions about the CCE or the MCM. And, you know, the, the CCM is, is really just kicking off what we hope for all of our members will be in the lifelong love of learning. Uh, we also know it comes with that recertification requirement. And I know I personally, from my CAE experience, will do everything I can to recertify every time that's required. So I never, ever, ever have to sit through the CAE exam again. Um, Brian, so yeah, I'm assuming that's the same feeling that our members have about recertification. That's exactly right. And so it's twofold, right? It's it's um, educating yourself. Uh, more on the front end, which is pre-certification, but then it's also maintaining that certification and also continuing that education within the industry, and that's your certification maintenance requirement. And that's a five-year process or five-year period, and you have to earn as as uh, 120 credits to maintain that. 60 of those credits must be CMI or chapter education, but that is put in place so that our members continue to educate themselves not don't just rest on oh i have the designation now and you know i've made it that's it no we want you to continue your education we want to make sure that you uh continue to focus on improving yourself in the industry providing whatever new trends to your club and your um employees and so really that's why that's in place to make sure that you are um, we don't want to say uh make sure that you're not uh responsible but to make sure that you are responsible um for staying up to speed with what's happening within the industry and and that's that's important absolutely like melissa said it best you know we want to create lifelong learners um and just because you get that designation doesn't mean you can sit back and rest on your laurels forever uh, things are changing every day, and we want to make sure that our members, you know, continue to be, um, you know, the most the most well educated and qualified leaders in the club industry. And and the only way to do that is to keep learning, and to, to, to take that education uh, into the future. I agree. I agree. Right. Well, I think that wraps us up. Thank you both so much for joining us and uh, sharing your insights. 
Um, as our listeners know, you can reach out to any of us here at headquarters anytime with your questions. But if you have certification questions specifically, please contact Sonia and Brian. They would be more than happy to help you um, or at least point you in the direction that might be most helpful if they can't answer your question. Um, yeah, thank you both so much. It's such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah, really. Thank you for having us. And again, you're right. Uh, they can reach out to us, especially uh, Sonia, because she's the queen. They can reach <laughs> out to us and uh, get whatever information they need um, about our education program in the CCM. Yep. And we will make sure to include the links to the certification page, um, as well as the contact information for Brian and Sonia in our show notes so that you can find that very easily um, if you are looking for it. But thanks again, guys. Okay. Well, uh, Melissa, do you have more questions about certification? Because I feel completely edified now. <laughs> I feel... I feel like we're good for now, but I'm sure there are more questions out there. So we really encourage you um, to reach out to our team if you have any questions, um, you know, to get those personal questions answered because everybody's pathway is different. Absolutely. And speaking of certification pathways, we have a lot of exciting events coming up. We, we <clears throat> Of course we do. <laughs> we do. And this is breaking news here on the podcast that the 2023 Chef Summit is, registration is open. So visit our, visit our website, uh, find out more. Uh, the event will be in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona this October, October 8th through the 10th. <clears throat> and it will be um, hosted uh, at Desert Mountain, which is a beautiful, beautiful uh, club. So it's going to be a great activity, and I encourage you to take action now if you want to go. Don't delay. Don't wait. Don't make yourself a note. Literally go directly to the website and register. There are only 100 spaces. <clears throat> it is a limited capacity event, <clears throat> and it is sold out for the uh, previous two years yes. uh, in, in just a couple of weeks. So don't wait. Go now. Take care of it. <laughs> Absolutely. And another thing to have on your radar, uh, registration will be opening very soon. I say that at the time of this recording, it may already be open once you listen to this, but we haven't hit the button quite yet. Uh, but mm -hmm. mark your calendars for July 15th through the 17th. That will be the first annual Club Wellness Community Summit. Now, if you've been attached to our Club Wellness Community in any capacity, if you were part of it when it was previously the CSFA, you may be familiar with the CSFA annual conference. This is sort of the new iteration of that. This summit will be held in Alexandria, Virginia, just next door to the headquarters office at the Alexandria Hilton. Um, we're excited to welcome our, our wellness professionals to Old Town uh, for a couple of days of great learning and community time. So uh, if you or a club wellness professional at your club is interested in attending, we definitely recommend you check out um, our website. There's all sorts of information there. You can check out the different pricing available for this event and uh, you can mark your calendars. Again, I would recommend if you're interested in going, you know, bite the bullet soon and just take care of that reg because similarly, these events fill up real fast and we would hate to have you on the outside looking in this summer. Um, okay, those are, that's just two of our upcoming events and there will, again, We'll be, we keep teasing this every episode, but it's true. <laughs> we have like more and more things that we're, uh, we're going to be opening and announcing over the next couple of months. So just, just stay tuned. Just Absolutely. stay tuned. All right. N announcements aside, I wanted to kick a reminder out to everyone since today, as we're recording, it is May 18th on May 31st nominations for CMA's National Board of Directors are due. Now, that is just a little less than two weeks away from now, but if you or someone you know uh, is either interested in running for CMA's National Board of Directors or you think they would be a great person to be on CMA's National Board of Directors, don't waste any time. Head on over to our website. It's right on the homepage. You can find all of the information about how to submit that nomination. <laughs> 
<laughs> that interest to us here at national headquarters. Um, we are already looking forward to continuing to build on the great work that our boards have done over the last several years. And, um, you know, we're, we're looking for the folks who are willing to, to put their nose to the grindstone and, and continue that forward progress. So head to the homepage, cma.org. You'll find all of that information right there and then get it in by the 31st. Please and thank you. We also want to highlight what you've probably seen on our social media recently, which is the sharing of the spirit of the CMAA. And that is this amazing globe that is making its way to chapters all over the country and different activities. So um, had had a uh, big shout out to the National Capital Chapter this week, who had their 25th anniversary charity tournament benefiting okay. World Central Kitchen, one of my personal favorite charities. Um, and uh, and the uh, Globe made an appearance. So if you have the Globe, visit your chapter. We want you to send us a picture. Uh, we'd love to run it in the magazine. We'd love to share it on social media. Just shoot that to goodnews at cma.org. I'll also put another shout out in for our graduating seniors, our CMAA student members who are graduating this spring. If you have some graduation photos, please send them our way. We would love to celebrate you and your accomplishments, and hopefully you're wearing a CMAA stole so we can uh, we can properly attribute your participation in our organization but mostly if you're graduating this year we want to give you a shout out so again shoot us an email send us a picture to, to goodnews at cma.org and you never know you could end up on our social media or in our magazine and that could be a fun little souvenir <laughs> absolutely well we've saved our best announcement for last i'm so excited for this uh, we've been waiting to unveil this news, but um, for those of our longtime listeners um, who've listened to every episode of the podcast, we know who you are. Yes. We are coming up. This is our 93rd episode of the podcast. We're, we're really like closing in on 100. It's we are. Right there. We're going to hit three digits and we are so excited. I think for Kyle and I, we both, um, I don't know that we knew on day one, we would make it to a hundred episodes, but I did. Been, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's been a beautiful journey. Um, and to celebrate our hundredth anniversary, we've decided to do a contest. We've teased for years that we wanted to take the podcast on the road. And while the podcast has been on the road to a couple locations, um, this is our opportunity to visit your club for our 100th episode. So we will be coming up on recording that um, in late July, early August of this year. And we would love to come to your club. So the good news is all you have to do is worry about feeding Kyle and I and providing coffee. That doesn't oh, sound oh, like a lot, but let me no. be very clear. Um, I can eat and... <laughs> coffee is really just it's fuel for it doing is. all the things so just you know to have that in mind but we are really excited you know i i agree with melissa i'd you know i didn't really i didn't even think about episode 100 when we started this <laughs> nope. thing i was just thinking how the heck am i going to figure out how to do all this stuff and you know we always talk about how the podcast is one of our favorite things to do and how we've learned so much over the last I don't know, four or five years of doing it. It feels like longer. It probably is. Uh, but it, it truly is one of my favorite things to do. I love I love getting to talk with so many different people and uh, I learned so much through this process. Um, so the fact that we're hitting 100 is really exciting. And if you are interested in hanging out with us, you know, we won't take it as like a personal affront if you don't want to hang out with us. This is very fair. I would understand. <laughs> But if you do, you want to host episode 100, you know, not only would you get to hang out with me and Melissa, but you could be featured on the podcast. If you have what, what we're really looking for is your idea. Like if you're going to have us come to your club, what would who and what would you want to highlight while we're there? Do you have a great story that you think needs to be shared? Do you have an incredible staff member that you think needs to be celebrated that has done something pretty incredible? Tell us about it. Tell us about those things 
and we will read through those submissions and uh, choose a lucky winner. Um, Melissa, where can we tell people to send those submissions? Sure, absolutely. So you can send your submissions to goodnews at cma.org. We just need your basic details, your name, where you are, all that stuff, and what story you want to tell. And we'd love to get all of those in um, no later than June 30th so we can make final arrangements to visit your club. We do have a couple terms and conditions. This is the fine print. Um, unfortunately, uh, we've been told by the powers that be that we cannot leave the continental United States. So I am so sorry to our listeners in Hawaii. I really apologize for that. We are sad that Hawaii cannot be on the table I mean, I'll also put Alaska in that grouping. I know, I don't think we have if any we listeners ha- if there. If any of Kyle's friends are <laughs> listening to us in Alaska, um, sorry. I'm sorry, we also can't visit you. Uh, P.S. It does have to be a club. It does need to be, you do need to be a CMA member yes. and you need to be, uh, you need to be at a club. Um, but, and, you know, we can't visit any, any folks internationally. So those exactly. are our rules and regulations, unfortunately. Um handed down to us by the powers that be, but we are so excited to get this opportunity. um, And we look forward to hearing from you. Yes. So submit those ideas to us by June 30th and uh, we will, we will be sharing. Hopefully we get a lot of great submissions and not just one or two. Although if you quality over quantity, quality over quantity, we're, we're in it for a good story, a great interview and, and to meet some fabulous people. Absolutely. So be thinking and think about what you might want to show off on the podcast. All right. I think that covers all of our stuff for this episode. (laughs) It's a lot of CMA news uh, to get through. Um, But once again, thank you to Brian and Sonia as always for joining us and Stay tuned for the next few episodes. We've got a lot of good stuff coming up um, with some of our partners uh, to share some of their expertise. Um, so, so stay tuned. And until the next one, I'm Kyle. That's Melissa. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Club Management. We'll talk to you again soon. Take Bye. care, friends. Bye. podcast is a podcast of the Club Management Association of America. Since 1927, CMAA has been the largest professional association for managers of membership clubs throughout the U.S. and internationally. The objectives of the association are to promote relationships between club management professionals and other similar professions, to encourage the education and advancement of members, and to provide the resources needed for efficient and successful club operations. Under the covenants of professionalism, education, leadership, and community, CMAA continues to extend its reach as the leader in the club management practice. CMAA is headquartered in Alexandria, Virginia, with more than 40 professional chapters and more than 40 student chapters and colonies. Please learn more at www.cmaa.org. Org.